All right. We are live episode 79. Ian Walker with Hippie Snacks. Morgan Gilliam with Fiddle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm doing really well today. Feel great. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk Hippie Snacks. What is it all about? When did it start? So Hippie Snacks is a better for you snack brand. Uh, we started the brand about 10 years ago, but I, the business actually started 25 years ago and I'm really dating myself there. <laughs> um, basically we make better for you snacks like cauliflower crisps and avocado crisps and um, real food made simply essentially. Give us some context about the origin though. Just the 25 years ago, what was it and what were you doing that transitioned you into getting it started? Right out of college, moved out west from Eastern Canada, didn't know anyone, hung out with a friend of my older brother's who was doing an art project, a graph design project to design some peanut butter labels. So we actually started selling peanut butter at a market. Stores really liked it. And we tried to make a soy nut butter because people didn't like, people were worried about allergies. So we started making soy nuts and that was the beginning of uh, getting into organic snacks. So we were selling, we were the first certified organic snack in Canada. Uh, in the late 90s, uh, mid mid to late 90s. Very cool. So that evolved into hippie snacks eventually. Now the evolution though, uh, give us sort of the, that, that timing and how it evolved and what was the first product then? Sure, so it was nut butters to uh, soy nuts. Believe it or not, mid 90s, soy was really hot, women's health. Uh, and so it really took off. And then we went into organic versions of products because it was a wide open territory for organic, right? There was like, we were the first certified organic popcorn in North America. I mean, we mostly just sold in Western Canada, but but uh, we were able to do popcorn and trail mixes and, and granola, and there was nothing. So that was kind of this old brand called Skeet and Ike's. It was kind of a drawing of my partner and his dog at the time. And uh, we evolved that into Hippie as we got closer to 2010. We were coming up with a lot of more progressive products that didn't fit that brand, that brand uh, story. And we felt that Hippie talked a little bit more about that in that it was a bit more progressive, um, a little more, you know, really celebrating the whole foods, the real food. Because, you know, like cauliflower crisp, we grind real cauliflower. That's the basis for our product. So, Very cool. I'm going to fast forward it, then, then it will, which will allow us to kind of transition into the current. How about 2015, 2016? What did the business look like? Uh, from a, yeah, that's a, you're picking a window in time there. We, uh, we would have been reasonably similar to today. We kind of, I really think of it as 2010 is really where we switched. 2015, we really decided to get super serious about hippie snacks and really build team, build capacity. We did a whole rebrand. Like 2015 is sort of like our reset period where we said, listen, we think we've got something great here. We want to go back into the U.S. Because in the late 90s, I took my old brand to the U.S. and failed miserably. We're a Canadian brand and we did everything wrong. You know, we sold to everyone. We, we spent like drunken sailors and killed ourselves and we retreated back to Canada. And I said, I'm never going to go back until I've got everything nailed. And so that's really what we did in the mid 2010s was get everything right. And about two years ago, we re-entered the U.S. Um, with Because we were finding great success with our products in Canada and said, okay, we've got enough great products so we can stand on our own two feet. We've got the financing. We've got a stable business base. Um, yeah. 
It, it's um, it's interesting. You can imagine even the the U.S. brands, like even ours, right? You do have to stay in your zone, right? Stay in your zone. It's so closely related. A lot of similar consumers, uh, behaviors, and the like. Uh, maybe flavor profiles can sometimes you know change a little bit, but the realities are so much similarity. But and you want to go there because it's close. It's another opportunity for you know, what you can think is sales, but it doesn't really work like that. Um, and there's been a couple really great Canadian brands that have made its way here and created some big, big successes. Uh, most recent one was acquired, you know, and, and so uh, there, there's just a lot of um, optimism when it comes to that. But the reality is hang out in your own backyard uh, and, and get that right. And then if you feel like you have it, you would still really do the same things that you would do in your backyard, which is test. Just like you said, it's all of us want to do it. Like, oh, that retailer wants us. You know, you don't realize you're slotting and then, you know, with the promotion schedules and then every, all of a sudden you're like, where'd all my money go? Uh, we, in, the late, in the late 90s, when we started selling in the US, a wise person said to me, he said, listen, you're blowing your brains out there. I want to ask you one question. Are you kicking ass in your own home market? And I was like, we're doing pretty good. And he's like, well, well, you're done. Get out of all those other markets until you're kicking butt in your own home market. Cause you got home field advantage. You better kick butt yeah. and then slowly go into those areas. And I really always remember that. It's a great, great. Uh, it's a great uh, comment. Let's talk about the current formats. Um, I've seen them. We talk cauliflower. Uh, is this uh, keto-ish prone because of that? What's the ingredient makeup of the majority of the snacks? What's the nutritional profile and who is your consumer? Sure. Um, you know, the, the essence of the brand where we stand out is made from real food. So made from real avocado, real cauliflower as the first ingredient, not some token sixth ingredient um, and made from the real product. Um, we are a grain-free product, gluten-free as well. So keeping it really simple, um, short ingredient list, minimally processed um, idea. We're keto-like, but we're not keto, and I'm not chasing the keto. I, I hear what you talk about that. To me, it's balanced nutritional profile. You got to have carbs. You got to have protein. You got to have fats. Those are all the right things. To me, it's about eating good food. It better taste freaking good. That's the first thing that matters. And really, we learned because we, when we really brought in Hippie, we went a little too far on the more specialty spectrum. We went into raw foods and we had like raw dehydrated vegetable crisps and they were incredible, but they're too expensive. They weren't really in a familiar format. We want to do something where we make it from really cool hero foods, but it's in a format that people are familiar with. A chip crisp, they can just kind of nod back and, and dip it and put something on it. So it's finding that happy medium on accessibility for format and price that's really important. So a couple of takeaways. So you're telling me that there's veggie type snacks that aren't really the core ingredient. Wow, I've never, I can't believe that. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. It's a joke, folks. Uh, but people fall for one. it, right? Like snap, snap peas, everyone thinks it's a real pea. It's not a <laughs> second, second, well, I could go on for days. Second one. You're telling me that your food, snacks, beverage brands, the product should taste good? Yes, folks. Sorry. It's um, the thing people forget. Sorry. sorry. It's I scary get, that people forget I, that. I know. I get really scary. Um, <laughs> yes, that's a core uh, ingredient, no pun intended, uh, that should be at the top of the list. 
Um, and I'm I'm with you as far as understanding the elements of uh, the brand and the product and um, who the consumer may or may not be. You don't need to be chasing. A lot of the times what's been happening, especially with so much money coming into food and beverage and specific categories, low to no carb and things like that, is people get in a flurry and they're thinking, I need to do that. I've made it very clear. You know, can you imagine with the, with the platform that we're building and want to build with pure passion behind it, I get a lot of that and I've made it very clear. Like I've had f actual retail opportunities. If you can make this, we, you know, we want that. No, no, I don't, I don't make that. I don't make that because I don't believe in that. I don't believe in an, a gigantic growing category I don't believe in it. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be authenticity that yes. it fits with what you care about and what you love. And I love avocado. I eat a lot of that. And to me, it's a great base for a product. So that's why we did it. Yeah. You know, you like we, we were the first coconut chip in, in North America and we didn't get into it because we thought coconut was hot. We got into it because we love this nutrient dense, taste great product. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it needs to be a passion play. Uh, and again, that could be a whole other a series uh, as far as as far as subjects where people could point out, you know, if we really if we were being fair to it, you could point out to a lot of entrepreneurs. That's what they are first, who will build something without that behind it. They're just going after what is what the market is is asking for, which I don't have a problem with. It's been proven it can be done, right? Um, enough, you know, enough fine enough financing. You could do a whole lot of things. Uh, without a lot of pure passion behind it, because you have a market fit. That's again, another, another subject. Let's talk about what does a business look like today? Uh, it's 2021. We just started March, which is crazy. Where are you guys at? What's your main distribution channel and the like? Um, so we do for hippie snacks. We have about half our sales in Canada, half our sales in the U S in the U S we are doing some private label. We've got a few key partners. Uh, because uh, strangely enough, we're also a manufacturer, also a very rare thing in this space. We actually make all of our product, which adds complexity and excitement and um, just kind of cool to make products. Um, we are primarily down the West Coast. Um, staff wise, we're about 45 people. Everyone's based here in, in Vancouver with reps spread around, but um, that's where we're all at. Um, overall corporation i'm the only owner of this business i've been running it since the start so we're kind of also rare that way we've never raised money um i kind of have that long tail approach of like i'm in that you can tell i've been doing it for 25 years i'm not going anywhere and i'm going to keep growing and and we're just kind of we're very canadian that way we're kind of quiet about what we do but we plug away and everyone that knows us likes us but we're not the biggest or you know i've never aspired to be the largest i just want to be really good at what we do that's a really amazing story um, and one to be proud of for sure. Would you say that being a manufacturer um, helps with that? Meaning, are you doing co-packing for others? We are, we're, but uh, only strategic. You choose, you choose strategic partners. So you're not creating competitors. Um, but the, you know, essentially we're a manufacturer because the ideas that we create, because we have a whole product development team, we come up with a concept. There is nobody that can make that. Believe me, we've looked around. If somebody could make it better than us, we might use them. But we go to Copac and they're like, you want me to do that? No way, right? They, it's all gone. So if you want a straight tortilla chip or a regular puff or, a, you know, they have these very linear thinking. And 
the way that we do it is we create these products and then we figure out how to make them and we have a skill set around that. But to scale it up is a whole other difficult skill set that we've had to build. That's amazing. So, yeah. Um, I, I, it's tough, right? Because co-packers, they, they, want it, they want the business to be easy for them too. Just like you're saying, if it was a tortilla, ah, we do that, sure, all day long, right? The minute things start getting a little bit difficult, the product um, doesn't have consistency. And nobody cares more than the person who's not the co-packer, right? <laughs> uh, it's the brand owner. Uh, I, they, people often are wonder why I'm at every single production run. I did the same thing back when we, we used the co-packer for popcorn. I, was, I actually ran every run. It was crazy. I've got really funny stories that we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> you could give me a breath of like, such great, great, just stories and information and context and, and the like. Um, it's really amazing. I, this is the first one, you know, with somebody who's been doing it for such a long time, uh, has the story that you do. So it's really awesome to get that. That's the whole idea behind the show. Just talking to all different founders, the stories are all so different and unique. Um, and this for sure is, is one. Let's close it up with where does it where do you see yourself at the end of this year? Things are opening up a little bit. I know, know probably north, they're opening up a little bit more here as well. Um, and do you have optimism behind that with, with regards to the business and closing out the year? Oh, absolutely. You mean as far as full 2021? Yeah, d definitely. We've really seen it open wide up. You know, last year was difficult with, you know, c category reviews and things all got pushed back. So we just really saw our whole schedule shift like maybe six, nine months backwards. And we're seeing it start to kick in now. They're happening. Resets are happening. Um, so we're, we're, we're very optimistic about that. And there's been great response to the product. A lot of our, we're continuing to expand in Canada, but really a lot of the emphasis being in the U.S. Um, and some of our private label partners are really seeing some great uptick because the better for you snack uh, side of things, maybe had a slightly slower summer last year. And it's really started to come back. I think you can only eat Cheetos for, you know, six months before you want to start eating a little bit better. And um, so that we've really seen that come back. Big initiatives for us this year, we have to build out, we're, we're getting to capacity. So we have to build out a whole new plant. So that's a huge thing that we see by the end of this year, if you're talking about what are the initiatives. Um, and I'm really excited about being able to get back with customers because we've got a whole sort of activation campaign around Snacko Naturel that we're doing and having some fun and trying to stir things up because we're in a new market. We're a new guy. We got to kind of draw a bit of attention to ourselves. So we're excited to be able to do that when you can actually talk and touch people. Very cool. Uh, congrats, Ian. And I'm glad you were on the show. Good stuff. Good story. Very unique, original. I love stuff like that. So congrats. Thanks. Morgan, fiddle. Give it. This is what it might. Is that even, is that a fiddle? I don't even know what a, is that a fiddle? I or the fiddler, or it could be. Fiddle. You can tell I was either uh, not paying attention or kicked out of that class. So <laughs> let's get let's get into it. Give us the story. Uh, what, what the platform is all about? Yeah, fiddle is an inventory ops. So um, Ian, awesome story. Great to hear about it. We actually have built for people similar to you that that need to dial in product costing with multiple suppliers for raw ingredients for packaging. And they need to bring in sales orders from all different channels. You know, it could be wholesale or private label, or it could be Shopify or Amazon. And then we help you kind of do the purchasing process, sourcing, understand across all your different products and SKUs, 
what you need to buy and what the quantities you need to buy. And then we actually go right into production, work orders, and batch records. So we're built for food and beverage because we do lot tracking, expiration dates, and help you bring it all into one easy to use software, right? And then we'll integrate with QuickBooks, Shopify, and other platforms to kind of give you that, that visibility into your process. Pretty cool. First time. Yes, we're excited. Uh, you should be. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to throw your site down there. I don't know where. Okay. Same with Ian. We're throwing it over there. Uh, good stuff. Nice platform. I appreciate uh, you both being on. Enjoy the day and the rest of the week. Thanks, Thanks so much for having me on there, Mark. Great.